For more on this, we have with us Chris Sampson. He is a cybersecurity and terrorism analyst joining us from Fort Lauderdale. Chris, thanks for joining us on CTV News Channel. Appreciate it. Actually, glad to be with you. So, Chris, the suspect is now gone, but there are several questions that remain on his release from the prison. What's your take on this case? Well, I want to look back at what I said yesterday where I said we're going to be finding that he was being radicalized, and I specifically named his association with Anjum Chowdhury, which, as you know, when I come on your segments, I tend not to want to speculate, but this one was pretty easy speculation, and now that we've seen that he was also uh, following Anwar al-Awlaki, and Ajim Chowdhury, those associations need to be scrutinized even further when it comes to studying the recidivism rate of someone like uh, Usman Khan. So, mm. you, you know, the fact that, that that cell still has a focus in London is something law enforcement is going to have to dissect. Now, they've come a long way in the last several years of having a reactionary team. And also the Londoners, we have to give a lot of respect to the Londoners for being very quick to respond. But sure. we still have two people dead, and the suspect uh, was intending to be killed. His fake vest was intended to specifically require that the law enforcement kill him, thus, in his philosophy, become a martyr. Okay. But, Chris, how do authorities, for example, in this case, come to a conclusion that a suspect is no longer a threat or has been de-radicalized, mm. and then an incident such as this takes place? Well, I, I have to look at the program he was in. Um, he was in a program that was intended to reduce recidivism. Mm. Um, and every country has a little bit of a different response to, to you know, that, that issue in their area. Plus, you have to mix the, the fact that, you know, your legal rights um, are fairly well documented in law. So even if you're a bad person in all of our countries, you know, Canada, United States, uh, UK, Mm -hmm. We release criminals all the time who still have a proclivity for, for uh, criminality. But terrorism is a very specific problem. So I do think they're going to have to look at what they're going to do with their counter-radicalization process. Now, okay. there are people who can teach us about counter-radicalization. In Canada, one of my good friends is Mubin Sheikh, and I hope you've had him on your show before. Um, these people can give us a lot more insight on what it takes to draw further into that audience and bring them around and have him start working against the narratives of Anwar al-Awlaki, okay. you know, ISIS, al-Qaeda, etc. You know, but this man, Chris, uh, Usman Khan, yes. was convicted in 2012 of terrorism charges and then released mm -hmm. uh, December 2018 on license with a tracker. But despite right. that, despite that an attack like that happened, why do you think so? Where, where was the loophole here? Well, I would say he probably, uh, they need to look at their paroling options. I mean, did they actually decide at some point that he was no longer a threat? Um, we have to look, was he further radicalized in prison? Because prisons tend to be an area where a lot of radicalization occurs because these are isolated uh, communities, especially in prison. Um, you already have people who are you know, prone to criminality sitting with someone else who is going to be lecturing them on you know, how to get back in society. Um, and, you know, there's there's a lot of work to be done um, in these, you know, these programs to guarantee mm -hmm. that they're actually reaching somebody and that they're busting up any cells inside prison that are adding to the problem. All right. We'll have to leave it at that this evening. Chris Sampson, terrorism analyst, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Appreciate it. I'm glad to be with you.